0: Macworld Podcast number 322 for October 3rd, 2012. Welcome to another Macworld Podcast, I'm Chris Breen. Now that we've settled into Mountain Lion, the iPhone 5, and iOS 6, it's time we explored one feature common to all of them, iCloud Backup. Let's get to it now. I'm joined by staff writer Lex Friedman, who today penned a piece about iCloud Backup. Hey, Lex. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to have you on. So I think there's a lot of confusion about iCloud Backup. So let's start by describing what iCloud Backup does and does not back up.
1: So right now it's essentially limited to iOS devices. And the idea with iCloud Backup is that instead of tethering your iOS device with a USB cable and and backing everything up to iTunes, you can say, I'm going to back it up wirelessly with iCloud instead. Uh, I'm going to to back up everything to... uh, When when you say you're going to back up everything with iCloud, then uh, by default, uh, your iOS device is going to back up pretty much as much of its data as it can. It's going to want to back up a list of every app that you have installed, uh, potentially data for each of those apps. If those apps are the kind of apps that, you know, have any data to save along with all of your photos and videos. The idea being Chris, that, you know, if, if you get a brand new device or if you lose your current one, or if it somehow gets hosed and you have to restore it and start from scratch, when you do an iCloud restore, log into your Apple ID and say, I want to restore my good old trusty iPhone five. Uh, it should end up looking pretty much exactly like the one you just had backed up that uh, went the way of the dodo.
0: Okay. But it doesn't back up apps, right?
1: Right. It, Apple doesn't feel like it has to use iCloud to back up apps since it can download the apps back onto your device straight from the App Store anyway.
0: And I think that's some of the cause for confusion and concern because people look at their devices and they say, wow, I've got this 1.2 gigabyte app and I'm going to use up all my storage space.
1: Right. That's a great point. And um, yeah, no, the, since, since you don't have to back up the apps themselves, stuff that can – and that's actually sort of the, the whole conceit of my advice on on iCloud backup. I mean, apps never get backed up into iCloud directly since we just need to know, you know, Apple needs to know what apps do you have, and then it can just have a little pointer saying, okay, get uh, get Chris Garage Band and get him Angry Birds and he'll be good to go. Uh, and that's true for, you know, any app that has uh, the kinds of data that are easy for Apple to restore on its own. You don't have to worry about backing those up either.
0: So when are these backups performed?
1: Uh, in general, unless you go ahead and, you know, dig into settings and say, I want to run a backup right now, Uh, iCloud backups occur automatically at some point when your device is plugged in, as long as it's on a a wireless network that it can leverage.
0: I think another thing that confuses people is is you're supposed to have the thing plugged in, but also it's supposed to be locked and asleep and pointing north. Is it really as easy as Apple suggests that it is?
1: So, you know, the requirements aren't too stringent. They say they want the phone to be plugged in, locked and connected to Wi-Fi. So for me, that's going to be when I'm at home, and I plug my iPhone into the charger at night because I'm going to sleep, that's when the backup's going to go because my phone's going to get locked. If I don't remember to do it myself, it's going to happen after a couple minutes anyway. It's on my home network, and uh, it's plugged in because it's charging so I can use it again the next day.
0: So I'll ask because I don't know. Some people use their iPad as a picture viewer. You know, They'll put it on the piano, and, and there's this carousel of pictures going all day. So does that count as being locked, or is that active as far as the iPad's concerned?
1: Yeah, based on my reading of that, I would say you probably do have to actually shut the screen off to get it to start the backup. Because I think, but I I can't swear to that, but I think they say, you know, they want it to be locked and I don't know if that counts.
0: (laughs) Well, like I said, I don't know the answer to this one either. So let's just crowdsource this one. Now moving (laughs) on, um, currently Apple offers five gigabytes of storage space for its backup. So in what circumstances is this enough and and when is it too little?
1: Well, if you only have one OIS one iOS device, my guess is you're fine. Five gigabytes should be plenty to back up even a a relatively large iOS device. You know, the, I think the biggest you can get right now is a 64 gigabyte device. Or, do iPads go bigger than that? <laughs> Man. So, so yeah, I mean, and again, it goes back to that point you made right at the outset that, you know, since apps themselves don't count and things like music won't get backed up and your videos don't get directly backed up, uh, so, but, you know, so videos that you've purchased and, and music that you've purchased, that's not going to get backed up. So even if you need a larger iOS device for all the data and apps you want to have for all the music and, you know, TV shows you want to put on there, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll need a larger iOS, a larger iCloud backup available since all that stuff that really takes takes up the, the meatiest chunk of the space. is stuff that you don't have to worry about backing up with iCloud. So if you have just one device, you're fine. Now, as it turns out that I'm now currently able to back up four iOS devices on that five gigabyte free allotment. Uh, and the only way you can really pull that off is with uh, extremely judicious manual management of your iCloud backups. Now, the good news is you only have to do that once. You know, once you get it set up, you don't have to constantly keep babysitting it to make sure that you're not gobbling up too much space. But uh, it does take some work and some effort to to be able to fit that many devices into a single backup.
0: Okay, so what's involved in that work?
1: Uh, As with so many things, when you want to get the most out of iOS, you first have to start by diving into the settings app. And once you go into settings and you tap on iCloud and then you tap on storage and backup, uh, the very first thing you'll see is a list of all your devices that are currently backed up to iCloud. So if you still have, you know, an original iPhone 3G, let's say, or 3GS that's busy backing up to iCloud and you don't use that device anymore, uh, probably worth deleting that backup and freeing up the space. Uh, that's the easy stuff. You know, you do that once and it's done forever. But then you can go into the individual backup for the device you're on. So if you're using an iPhone 5, you tap on your iPhone 5 in that list of devices that you're backing up to iCloud, and you'll see a list of all the apps that are currently backing up any data to iCloud. And uh, you'll, it's, basically it's sorted uh, in descending order of how much, you know, how much space they gobble up of your iCloud allotment. Uh, at the very top of the list, no matter what, it'll put uh, the camera roll even if camera roll isn't at the moment gobbling up the most space of all the things on your device, camera roll gets special precedence at the top. And I think with good reason, uh, you know, I just, I use my iPhone five is only a couple weeks old, right? And uh, I use it as my primary camera, uh, for photos and video. And when I started writing my article about freeing up iCloud storage space, I saw there was that, uh, of the 1.6 gigabytes that my iPhone five iCloud backup required, 1.2 of those gigabytes were photos and videos. Uh, it's easy to turn off camera roll, and I would say it's even it's safe to turn off camera roll. So you go into that screen in settings, and you, you hit the little on-off switch, and then it gives you the scary warning. Do you want to turn off camera roll backups and delete the backup data from iCloud? And you can either press cancel or this red turn off and delete button, which you know is intimidating to anybody, I think. But really, you're not deleting the photos. You're just telling iCloud, don't bother backing up my camera roll. And you're saying, well, Lex, you're an idiot. These are photos of your kids. And you're right. I am an idiot, and they are photos of my kids. But... It's okay to do this. You don't need to back them up. And here's why, Chris. Generally speaking, the only reason I plug my iPhone into my computer ever right now so I can import photos into iPhoto, but I do that less and less thanks to PhotoStream. So if you've got PhotoStream enabled, that's going to automatically and wirelessly and magically and however else they do it, sync your photos to uh, iPhoto without anything happening. So you launch iPhoto and you don't have to press any buttons or anything it just automatically starts syncing uh, the last uh, any photos from the last 30 days up to 1000 of your most recent photos so i know that i'm going to on occasion manually sync my photos or import them from from photo stream but the reason that, the only reason that one would care about ensuring that they leave that backup turned on. And it is turned on by default. But the only reason you worry about leaving camera roll, in my mind, turned on in in iCloud backups is in case disaster strikes and you lose the phone or it gets destroyed somehow and you don't want to lose any photos that you might not have backed up. But you're not going to go 30 days, I don't think, without noticing that uh, your iPhone has a serious problem. Uh, and as long as you're within that 30-day Photo Stream coverage window, I feel like if you don't have those backups manually turned on iCloud, you can still go grab them from PhotoStream because PhotoStream does not count against your iCloud storage quota.
0: And so are the PhotoStream images the same resolution as the originals?
1: Yes. Yes, they are, in fact, Chris. They are the same photos. It's the original photo files. So, you know, the, the newer your iPhone, the higher quality photos it takes. So the longer it might take PhotoStream to download those pictures to your Mac. But they're there. They're in PhotoStream, so you can get them.
0: Okay, but what about the videos you shoot? Because those don't go over Photo Stream
1: you 're exactly right so the the one flaw the weakness in my argument is that you could potentially lose some videos, so for me when I shoot videos i I tend to act on them, and that's I did that even before I shut off i uh, you know uh, uh, the camera roll back up in iCloud, but you know if i 'm shooting video, I want to keep it because it's my kids doing something cute, so it 's either getting published to YouTube or emailed to friends or saved to my mac <laughs> and i 'll tell you the truth when I want to save videos to my mac i don 't use i basically use the poor man's photo stream, which is iMessage. So I just take the video and tap the you know share via messages button and send it to myself and then it magically appears on my Mac in the messages app on my Mac.
0: Right. So what does iCloud on the Mac bring to this?
1: So interestingly enough, you can more easily manage your iCloud storage even from Mac-based files on your iOS device. When I was going through, there's another screen in that iCloud settings screen on iOS where you can see what apps are syncing data. So that's a little bit separate from backup. Uh, but you can go and see that, say, you know, if you've saved files on your Mac into iCloud, whether with Pages or even with Mac-only apps like Preview, you can see those documents and how much space they're taking up on your iOS device in the iCloud settings. So I saw, you know, I only had stuff that I had saved from Preview into iCloud for when I was messing around and learning about saving stuff to iCloud, but I had several, several megabytes eaten up of space there, and I was able to delete those from my iOS device even though there is no Preview on the iPhone.
0: At the risk of giving away our dirty little secret, we actually record this podcast before the day it's published. So as we record this, there's a rumor going around that Apple is actually giving former Mobile Me customers not just 5 gigabytes of free storage, but 25 gigabytes. And supposedly this lasts until 2050. So do we know if this is accurate or is this just a glitch?
1: So Apple uh, originally said a year ago when they unveiled iCloud, or a little more than that, I guess, when they unveiled iCloud, they said, "Mobile Me customers who are paid up, you know, we'll give you this free extra 20 gigabytes of iCloud storage, and it's good for a year. And they sent out an email uh, just a couple weeks back, I guess, saying, don't forget, the D-Day is coming. And I think on September 30th, that was supposed to be the day that your extra 20 gig allotment uh, was supposed to vanish. And on September 30th, instead, what happened was people are, you know, these former Me customers are seeing that their 20 gigs are good, like you said, through 2050. I think it's a bug. Uh, I don't, I, 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 you know, I've asked Apple, and Apple has not yet uh, responded. But my guess is that that will change pretty soon. Honestly, I, I think it would be more ideal in general. You could do less management of the iCloud backups if Apple gave you five gigabytes free per device and not per Apple ID. It's sort of in some ways seems like it's a, a not a disincentive, but you know, it's it's an argument against owning multiple iOS devices. As soon as you have an iPhone and an iPad and maybe add an iPod touch, or maybe you and your wife share an Apple ID and she's got an iPad and you've got one, you both have iPhones, you know, it's it gets trickier and trickier to fit everything in unless you're going to do all this labor. It seems to me that with with I'm happy to spend Apple's you know hundred billion dollars for them. It seems to me with uh, the the relative cheapness of storage say, that Apple could pony up and spend a little bit more on granting everyone, especially when you look at somebody like Google with the crazy amounts of storage they'll give you just for your email account. Like they give you ten gigabytes free and it climbs up each day just for email. Uh, it seems that Apple could make a, could up the limits on iCloud a little bit.
0: Yeah, for some people, me included, that would be convenient now. But look down the road, I have to wonder if Apple it's going to expand this kind of service. So we've got it working in iWork now and, and the iOS applications. But what about if they were to expand it to something like iLife, for example, GarageBand files and um, and iMovie files, which are quite large. So do you think Apple is eventually going to expand this and and therefore give us more storage? You know, my instinct,
1: and you know, who am I to know because I'm wrong about everything I predict with them, but my instinct is that they'll end up upping the space rather than limiting the number of things that you can sync with it. You know, you can already sync GarageBand with iCloud uh, on the iOS side, or rather I should say it backs up to iCloud at least right now, and uh, iMovie does as well. Um, and, you know, that's that's actually a piece we didn't talk about too, so let me get into that for just a minute. So, f- you know, for content, for we talked about turning off camera roll backups because that uh, – at least if you're if you're comfortable with the potential risk to your videos you know that your photos are pretty safe and you can free up the vast majority of what most iOS backups uh, are consumed with but if you when you look at the rest of the list you can turn off iCloud backup on an app by app basis so for me I saw that you know GarageBand just on my iPhone and I don't do much music creation on my iPhone but on my iPhone was taking up about 60 megabytes Um, And that I left on because if I don't back those up with iCloud, then those songs go away and I never have access to them again. But then I was looking at, you know, some of the games my kids play on the iPhone, some games that I play where I don't really care about progress or in-game customization or, you know, um, even an app like Instapaper uh, or iBooks uh, takes up um, some space in iCloud backup. And it's, it's a little bit silly because I don't need iBooks to back up uh, all the books that I have on my device in iCloud, since if the worst happened and I had to start from scratch, I can always re-download those books, just like Instapaper can re-download all my saved articles again. So it's,
0: to me, those are the easy ones to free up. Okay. So let's assume that you're a former mobile me user and you've had your 25 gigs for the last year or so, and now Apple has cut you down to five gigabytes and you're a cheapskate and you don't want to pay Apple anything more for this stuff. So what other options do you have for your iOS device and for your iCloud backup that you do on your Mac?
1: Well, if so, I mean, here are your options. You can do what we've just talked about, you know, where you can turn off lots of stuff to get the most out of the existing space. And that's what I've done right now. Uh, option two is you can not use iCloud backup at all, right? If you if you just depend on iCloud for sync, there's a lot less stuff to sync than there is to, uh, to back up. Um, so you can you know go the old-fashioned way you can do wireless syncing with iTunes now starting with I guess iOS 5 Um, so you can just back up every time you plugged in and you're on the lock screen you can have it back up to iTunes instead of to iCloud as long as your computers also awake with iTunes open Um, and you know there are a couple other places where you can try to trim a little bit of fat I would say uh, I don't use iCloud mail for several reasons um, mobile me being all of them but uh, I would say if you are using iCloud for mail, that also eats against your uh, iCloud storage quota. So if you're the kind of person who leaves your messages in your inbox for a long time or leaves them online so you can get to them from everywhere and you get lots of attachments, you, know, that can, you can see that in your iCloud storage settings on your iPhone too. And you can see that that can very quickly you know, take up a whole lot of space. So you've got to really be manu- manually pruning those messages and dumping those attachments and things like that. So
0: if you can avoid using iCloud mail, uh, I think that helps too. Well, since you mentioned MobileMe, and it has sort of a checkered past, I'm sure people are wondering, can they trust Apple with their backups? You know, it's a tough question.
1: I feel comfortable using iCloud to back up my devices. I feel feel comfortable trusting that Apple's not going to suddenly dump all of my, say, GarageBand music that's backed up there. Uh, And I feel comfortable that PhotoStream will will work as well. That said, it wouldn't shock me even uh, in the slightest if... The one day that I needed to get at my Photostream backups, Photostream was down for 22 hours, and Apple provided little in the way of status updates about that problem. You know, they're not, Apple's core expertise has never been in, you know, scalable, massive web services like this, you know, with this kind of backend and infrastructure. So I don't trust them for email because I want my email to be reliable 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, I trust them for stuff that I would be okay. I would be miffed, but i would be it would be acceptable if I couldn't get to it for a few hours and that's that's how I look at most of the rest of this iCloud backup stuff,
0: okay, given that let's say you have some mission critical documents. you cannot be without them. What steps would you take to make sure that you had other avenues to this stuff?
1: you know i I think you and I are both big fans of Dropbox. Can I speak for you, Chris, is that right? Yes, please so so I mean I uh... For me, if I have files that are really important, Dropbox has almost never let me down. Uh, And when it has let me down, it's mostly just been in terms of, you know, being inaccessible for a couple hours. Uh, But the stuff to me that's really important, I put in iCloud or I get on. I'm sorry, I put in Dropbox or I get on my Mac Uh, and you can get that, you know, content. If it's iOS created content, it's very easy to get on your Mac, uh, you know. And our, I'm sure our listeners are savvy enough to know some of the ways, if not all. But you can email it to yourself. You can iMessage it to yourself. You can get it from iTunes file sharing. And it's Once you get the file on your Mac, then you've got whatever your Mac's backup solution is helping you, too. And I know you all have created very safe and secure backup solutions.
0: So if I may, I'm going to move off of iOS backup and talk about backup in general. You know, back in the old, old days, we were able to back up to a CD, you know, because it had, you know, several hundred megabytes, and that was plenty. But now we have terabyte upon terabyte of data, and we don't have the solution of just a simple disk or a tape backup, unless you're, you know, in a company with huge amounts of tape. So what does sort of the normal person do now if they want to back up their stuff?
1: It's tough because I would like to be able to back up everything I have to drives inside my house, and that's become you know, like you said, harder, the more and more data we acquire, but I use a, a multi-tiered backup process where I've got a, a time machine that my Mac back up to wirelessly. Uh, and I really, I don't use a, a traditional time capsule. I just have networked hard drives plugged into an airport base station that you can then use as pseudo airport time, uh, use a pseudo time capsules. Uh, but then on top of that, I do, you know, I have my main max drive cloned every other day or so uh, using super duper. And I also, I'm a big fan, and what I what I advise people to do when friends and family come to me and ask how they should back up is to use one of the online backup services. Uh, the one that I use is Crashplane, which I know Macworld has given favorable reviews to in the past. Um, and these are services where they look at all the data on your computer and back it up over the internet. So as you might imagine, if you've got a very, very large hard drive that can take a very, very long time to seed to your online backup provider at first, since that's a lot of data to upload. But once you get that initial seeding done, that initial backup done, it's just like Time Machine. It's a process that will run in the background on your Mac and make sure that all your files are getting sent up to date to CrashPlan. And CrashPlan has definitely saved my bacon multiple times.
0: So do you really back up everything to CrashPlan? I, I have CrashPlan, too, and I like it a lot, but... I have a very slow upload speed and I have a lot of content. So, you know, last time I looked, it was going to be like 435 days to upload all my stuff.
1: I, For me, the, the initial time estimate was something like 27 days. And I just kept leaving my computer open until it was done. Um, it took less than 27 days because at night when uh, nobody was using the Internet, Anywhere And I wasn't using my Mac at the time. So, you know, CrashPlan can allows itself to use more of your available bandwidth when it notices you're not using the computer. It didn't take a full, you know, month. But, uh, yeah, I I do back up everything. And CrashPlan, I mean, I get that somebody, I think you have tremendous amounts more. I know that you have much more data than I do in terms of music and probably video as well. Um, but for me, it, uh, it was worth it to, to gobble up all that extra electricity for at least that first couple weeks to get the backup there. So that I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't want to have to be as picayune as I've been with my iCloud backups.
0: And of course, this isn't the only way that you can back up to CrashPlan. for someone like me with a lot of data and slow upload CrashPlan has an optional plan where they will send you a USB hard drive and you put all your stuff on that and then you send it back to them and then they put that on their server so that it's available to you. But what I think is so heartening about what you've said is that clearly you have multiple backup strategies. You're not just depending on one kind of media.
1: That's right. And I mean, what pains me is that there are people who are listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, yeah, all right, I'll get to that at some point. And certainly not everybody's going to get burned. Not every single person who doesn't back up will ever suffer the consequences of not having backed up. But some of you will. Um... You know, it, it happens to people I love, it happens to people who I don't love, and then I just kind of smile knowingly at them and smirk. But, you know, if you, if you haven't yet taken the time to do anything, I think, in my mind, the easiest one to set up, even easier than Time Machine, is to get any of these online services uh, that do it, like Crash CrashPlan. Uh, because the software installs in seconds, and then it takes care of everything else. All you have to do is leave your computer turned on. Um, but if you don't back up, you're going to lose stuff and we're keeping more and more of our most precious memories and data and stuff, uh, on these computers. And I, I worry about your data if you
0: don't. Good advice. Okay. Circling back. So is iCloud fully baked? Is it something we should rely on at this point? And where do you think it's going?
1: Well, I feel like iCloud is reliable enough for its current purposes. Um, I do think you can, you can work with the current five gigabyte cap, but I think like you've alluded to, it's got to grow. And I think that the inevitable next step, once Apple's really ready to let it grow, is to have iCloud start backing up more and more data from your Mac as well. It to me, it seems silly that we can back up our iOS devices magically to Apple's cloud and be able to set up a new one that looks just like our old iOS device without any real effort, thanks to iCloud. Um, but you really can't pull off the same feet with a Mac right now at all. Um, and so I think that, you know, as as Apple decides they can afford more storage, and clearly it can, uh, I think we'll see, you know, I think that Apple's betting its future on iCloud. I remember uh, that at some point Steve Jobs had a keynote where he said, you know, that he looks at, he's got basically on three equal priority pedestals. He talked about the Mac iOS and iCloud. So I, I can't imagine Apple abandoning its seeming approach of making iCloud, iPla- iCloud a major tier of what it does. So I, I think it'll, I think it'll grow in terms of both what it can do and how much space you get.
0: Well, I agree with you because who wouldn't, but Let's not forget that when MobileMe came out, this was the third try at these online services. It came out, Apple said it's going to be great, it's going to solve your problems, and it didn't. So is this it, or does Apple get another pass? To me,
1: the difference this time. Um, is just how successful Apple's been in the meantime. Not that they've been successful with cloud storage stuff, but they've just, thanks to iOS and iPads and iPhones, they just have so much money now. They've got just buckets and buckets full of money. They bathe in money. Um, the streets at Apple are paved with anyway. But so they have so much money that I feel like it's a problem that literally can be solved with money. There are problems that you can solve with lots of money, and there are problems that you can solve with lots of money. And I feel like creating a scalable, robust, and responsive and functional cloud service that just works the way you want to and really is one of those things that just works and is always there and always on is a a problem that that money can solve and um money can't buy happiness chris but it can buy good cloud syncing and i think that it can happen
0: again i agree with you but i can imagine the one word rebuttal which would be (laughs) ping you have to be willing to do it ah so that's the difference that's your social network,
1: folks, right? No, you can't do that. And, I, you know, and th- what I really mean, my real point is that, you know, there are companies that get this stuff. You know, Google knows how to do this. And if Apple offers enough money to the right developers of Google, they'll probably jump ship. And uh, to me, if, if Apple ever really runs into problems of reliability or scalability, that's, that's the inevitable
0: next step. Fair enough. And the name of your article is? Free Up Extra iCloud Storage Space. Excellent. I've read it multiple times, and every word is choice. So thanks very much for joining me, Lex. Thank you. And that wraps up this edition of the Macworld Podcast. I'd like to thank Lex Friedman and, of course, you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 415-967-3622. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac OS, iOS, and technology news, views, and information at Macworld.com. Thanks very much for listening. See you around.